privilege to be able to come with you to be in this wonderful school, to say how lucky you are to be in a great school like this, and how lucky the school is to have pupils like you. I just want to share with you a little thought, if I may, about Purim and where we are right now. Hazal asked a strange question. Esther min ha-Torah minayim. Where do we find a hint in the Torah to the book of Esther? The last book of Tanakh to be canonized. In the Dead Sea Scrolls, they found every other book of Tanakh except Esther because it was the last to be canonized. And they said, in the words, I will... I will hide my face on that day. Akadosh Baruch most fearful warning was there will come a time when there will be Esther Panim. When it will look as if, God forbid, Hashem isn't communicating with us And that is how Hazal found a hint of Esther. And indeed, Esther is one of the only books, two books in Tanakh, which don't contain the name of Hashem, the other one, of course, being... Sorry, I forgot. The other one being Shir Hashirim. Okay. It's one of the... It is a fearful book because it records the moment when it was resolved, the first warrant for genocide against the Jewish people. It is the only book in Tanakh set. Purim is the only festival in the Jewish year set entirely in Galut. Every other festival is either based on an event that happened in Israel or on the journey toward Israel. Esther alone, Purim alone, is said in the place of Hester Panim in Chutzlaretz. When we're out of Israel, it's hard to feel the presence of God. So that is Esther. It comes from an almost secularized world where we search for Hashem and we can't find Him. And yet, there is one line in the book that to me cuts through me like a knife because it is the most powerful statement in Judaism that Hashem has not abandoned us. And this is when Mordechai says to Esther after she has told him all the problems there might be in interceding with Ahasuerus, he says to her those famous words, if you are silent and you do nothing at this time, somebody else will save the Jewish people. But who knows? Was it not for just this moment that you became a queen with access to Achashverosh and the royal palace? The ultimate statement of Hashkachapradit that wherever we are, sometimes Hashem is asking us, realize why I put you here with these gifts at this time. 
with these dangers in this place. Hashkacha Pratit is our fundamental belief that God never abandons us, that He puts us here with something to do. Even in the worst hiding of God, if you listen hard enough, you can hear Him calling to us as individuals, saying, Was it not for this very challenge that you are here in this place at this time? That, of course, is the essence of the first word of the book we're about to read, Vayikra. What is special about the word Vayikra is written in the Torah, you won't mind. What is it? Small. Yeah? Small. A small olive. And what does Rashi say about the small olive? It's trying to say that motion of why I brought a call now. It was one of the peers in the Yeah, uh, sort of. Yes, sort of. <laughs> Victor Frankl is a psychotherapist actually working with university students in Vienna. And then Anschluss, World War II, Shoah. And he is taken to Auschwitz. There never was in all of history a greater Hester Panin than in the Shoah and at Auschwitz. Yeah, Victor Frankl was a man of faith. And he knew Hashem was calling on him to do something, even there, even at the gates of hell itself. 
And he asked himself, what does Hashem want of me, a psychotherapist, in the middle of Auschwitz? And he came to the answer, Hashem wants me to give my fellow prisoners, my fellow Jews, a will to live. Because only if they have that will, will they have the strength to survive. And that's what he did. He went round to each prisoner that he thought was about to fall into Yehushi to despair. And he gave them a role in life. A role that they hadn't yet fulfilled, but must fulfill, and therefore must stay alive and survive Auschwitz and be liberated and then go and do that thing. And that is what Viktor Frankl heard, even in Auschwitz, by crowded a tiny oven. Let me mention the name to you and ask, does anyone know the significance of this name? Eddie Jacobson. Anyone know this name? No? That's all right, I didn't mind it. So. I'm going to tell you this story. Eddie Jacobson is an ordinary Jewish guy, okay? in the Lower East Side in New York. Ordinary kid. Spent his life as a traveling salesman selling clothing. It's just that when he was a child, his parents moved to Kansas City, and there he met a young, a, a child of his own age that became school friends. The name of his friend was Harry S. Truman. So they knew each other as kids. Then again, when they did military service in 1917, they found one another again and renewed their friendship. And they decided that when the war was over, they'd go into business together. So they set up a clothing store in Kansas City together. They weren't great businessmen, to be totally honest with you. It didn't thrive in the business. And the two men drifted apart. Eddie Jacobson, as I say, went on being a traveling salesman selling clothes. And Harry S. Truman took a different road and landed up as president of the United States. Comes 47, 48. And the Jews of the world need the support of the United States of America for the state of Israel to be proclaimed and recognized. The State Department is against it. It says to the President, Mr. President, do not support the creation of the State of Israel. So what happens? Jews try to get in to see the President at the White House. And every single person who tries to see the President in the White House refused admission, including a very special person, the person who campaigned, next year we'll celebrate the centenary, for the Balfour Declaration in 1917, which first created the possibility of the State of Israel, was then a lecturer at Manchester University in England, his name was Chaim Weizmann, became the first president of the State of Israel. Chaim Weizmann, who was the leader of the Zionist movement, tried to get to see the president, 
and met with blank refusal all round. So people thought, who can get through? No one can get through to Harry S. Truman. And somebody remembers that Harry S. Truman had a childhood friend called Eddie Jacobson. And I got in touch with Eddie Jacobson and said, we need you to go and see the president and get the president to agree to meet Klein Weizmann. So Eddie phones up Harry Truman. They're old friends. Harry, Eddie, how are you doing? So it's not a bead, etc. You know, kind of the American program. So. And Eddie says to the president of the United States, Harry, I've got to see And all President Truman's officials said, don't see this man. Harry said, this is my old friend, Eddie from school, Eddie from the army, Eddie from our shop together. He goes to see Eddie. He says, Eddie, you can talk to me about anything except Israel. So Eddie says, okay. And he stands there and he cries. And the President of the United States, this is in the Oval Office, says, Eddie, why are you crying? And Eddie says, that little stat that little marble statue there, who is that, Harry? He said, that's my hero, Andrew Jackson. Eddie says, you really admire this man? Yes. He had an influence over you? Yes. And he said, I have a hero. His name is Chaim Harry, for my sake, see this man. And Harry looked at Eddie and knew that he couldn't say no to his old friend. And that is how Chaim Weizmann got to see President Harry S. Truman. And that is how America voted in favor of the creation of the state of Israel. Had they not voted, Israel would not have been brought forth into And Harry S. Truman, President of the United States, made the United States the first country in the world to recognize the state when David Ben-Gurion pronounced I don't know exactly how Hashem writes the script of history, but if it can happen to Eddie Jacobson, it can happen to you. Hashem is calling on each of us, saying, there's a reason why you're here. I have something for you to do that only you can do. And we can hear that voice, even in the middle of the hiding of the face of God, even when there's Hester upon him, even when Hashem's call by Ikra is written with a little olive that you can hardly see and hardly hear. In Hilfus Chuva, very Gimel, the Rambam says something. He says, <coughs> We should see ourselves every single day of the year. 
as if we are evenly poised between merits and demerits, as if the world is equally poised between merits and demerits. And since he has said it previous, Allah in Hilfus Jubal, the world and we as individuals are judged, over the majority of our deeds, our next deed may tilt the balance. It may tilt the balance of our life, it may tilt the balance of somebody else's life, it may even tilt the balance of the world. We never know when an act of ours will have consequences. It has to growing up with Mordechai, a little girl called Hadassah, know that one day the entire future of the Jewish people will rest with her. The entire saving of our nation from a warrant from Jeff for genocide would depend on her. I have to tell you, you never know this. You never know what significance one friendship, one little moment might have for you and for somebody else that might just change the world. And you don't have to change the world to change the world. Let me explain. If we really believe, as the mission in Sanhedrin says, I'm sorry, I'm going to give you the manuscript reading of the mission and not the text of the Mishnah in our printed editions of the Mishnah. The manuscript edition of the Mishnah says, Nefesh Achat Our printed editions say, Nefesh Achat Mi'Israel A Jewish life is like a universe. But the original text of the Mishnah said, A life, Jewish or non-Jewish, is like a universe change one life, you begin to change the universe. The only way any of us ever can change the universe. One life at a time, one day at a time, one act at a time. However, you're at a critical moment reaching towards adulthood, going to university, going to Sam, going to Yeshiva, and you're going to have to decide what am I going to do in life and I'm not going to tell you. Your heart will tell you. But always ask yourself, what does Hashem want of me in this place at this time? Because there is always something Hashem wants of us. And we don't have to think we're special. We can just be a little Jewish girl called Hadassah. Or we can just be a little Jewish kid called Eddie Jacobson. And yet, somehow or other, our acts might have consequences that we can't even begin to imagine. So even though you may feel sometimes that this is a world and an age in which there is Hester Panim, when you look for a Kodesh Barakal and you can't find him, still, he is still saying to us, there in my Kazut, God if not for this moment that I placed you here on earth. When Hashem calls, may each of us have the courage to say to me, here I am, tell me what to do and I'll do it. May we go out into the world walking tall as Jews, walking unafraid as Jews. 
us regardless of their faith. May we hear the call of Hashem and answer it. And may all of you bring blessings to the world. We're in some